I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back along to the Chronicles of Aguna podcast, the Arsenal podcast, brought to you by the 90 Min Football Network. And as ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, uh, here with another live edition of the show to discuss the breaking news, news that broke around about an hour and a half ago at the time of recording, that Arsenal are said to be in advanced talks with Brighton and Hove Albion over the signing of Leandro Trossard. Now, we kind of discussed this the other day. We had a bit of a conversation around whether or not Trossard would be a good option, around whether or not he would be a good fit for this Arsenal side and whether or not he'd be uh, somebody that could come in and help us in the... I don't want to say the short term. I don't want to say in the interim because it's not like you're going to bring Leandro Trossard and after six months dismiss him. you know. But is this someone that is a ready-made... Um, you know, option, which I, I think he is. I think we've, we've got to say that. So we'll get into all of that on this edition of the show. Great to see so many of you uh, live with me at the moment in the live chat. I have to apologize for the lack of a podcast yesterday. As many of you would have seen on Tuesday, I was feeling really under the weather, uh, really struggled to kind of last the distance of that show. Um, still a little bit blocked up, still a little bit bunged up. You can probably tell by my voice, but I am on the road to recovery. I am feeling a lot better than I did uh, 24 hours ago. So uh, onwards and upwards. And here we are to bring you up to speed with the latest Arsenal news. If I could just ask you guys uh, to please leave a like on the video if you haven't done so already. And please subscribe uh, to the channel if you are new. Uh, it really, really does help. Also, if you want to go one further and become a member of the show so that you can get access to our premium content, the next piece of which is dropping later on today, early evening, um, then please do uh, visit anotherslice.com slash Chronicles of Aguna. You'll see the link in the description. Um, head over to the website, create an account on the website. Once you've created that account, you can log in to another slice and then you can subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna. You'll then be able to download the app and access all our premium content there, or you can take the RSS feed and you can plug it into whichever app it is you prefer to listen to your podcast from, and you'll get all our premium stuff coming through there. And there's a few pieces a week at the moment. So it's it's decent value. And uh, you'll not just be supporting me and the podcast, but you'll be supporting the great Ormond Street Children's Hospital as well, whom we are donating to from our membership pot. Okay, uh, let's see what you guys uh, actually. Before we go into the chat, let me give you guys some thoughts uh, that I have on the Leandro Trossard stuff. Um, because I kind of gave an opinion the other day, and I'm not saying that my opinion has dramatically changed. Okay, because it, I'm not one of. The, I'm not just going to go. Oh well, now that I know that Arsenal are trying to do this, it's definitely the best deal ever. Um, I, I think we've got to find a bit of balance here. I think we've got to discuss this sensibly um and and so here is kind of where i'm at so leandro trossard is a a premier league proven and i know a lot of people like to use that phrase and i know a lot of people place quite a bit of value on that he's a premier league proven attacker he scored goals in the premier league he's created goals in the premier league and we all know that brighton are in a bit of a pickle with leandro trossard because of his falling out with uh, Roberto De Zerbi. So I've talked about, uh, you know, quite a lot uh, in, in sort of recent months, the fact that because Arsenal are not 
owned by a sugar daddy, right? Because Arsenal are not owned by an oil state. Because Arsenal are not operating in the same way as a Manchester City, as a, uh, a Chelsea, we have to sometimes look for opportunities in the market, right? It's not always about this is our first choice. This is who we're going to go and get. Absolutely, there's going to be no problems. We're definitely going to get that deal done. It doesn't work like that with Arsenal Football Club, okay? We have targets. Mikhailo Mudrik was clearly a target. Mikhailo Mudrik was clearly somebody that Arsenal rate very, very highly and somebody that Arsenal wanted to make a move for. They made a move for him. They were willing to go as far as they believed was a reasonable amount of money for a player of, of his quality and for a player at the stage in his career that he is at. Unfortunately, we were gazumped by Chelsea, uh, who, of course, were willing to go that extra mile, were willing to cough up for Shakhtar Donetsk uh, what it was they were looking for, which was a deal to the value of 100 million euros. Arsenal didn't want to do that. Arsenal probably couldn't do that. Arsenal probably didn't feel that that was a sensible investment given the, the restrictions that we're under, given the club's financial results as well of the last few years. So now we're in a place where, yes, we've got targets and we want to move for them where possible, but we also have to be open to options and opportunities that present themselves. And if you're asking me about long-term building, which is obviously something that Arsenal are big on at the moment, Leandro Trossard wouldn't be at the top of my list. But as far as opportunities go, this is a real opportunity. This is somebody who in the Premier League so far this season has got seven goals and three assists in 16 appearances. So 10 direct goal contributions in 16 appearances. Whenever we play against Brighton, he's one of the first names that I look for on the team sheet. I think he's very lively. I think he's very tricky. I think he's a player with a low centre of gravity and, and can change directions really quickly, can drop the shoulder left and right and, and can be uh, really, really effective. I feel like he's got the work rate to be able to carry out what it is that Mikel Arteta will be asking for. Some people look at the fact that he's 28 years old um, and say, well, he's 28. That means, you know, that this is a problem. Well, he's only just turned 28. He turned 28 on December the 4th, right? So we've still got most of his 28th year, 29th year, however you look at it, uh, before obviously he hits his next birthday. So, should that be a massive issue? No, it, it shouldn't be. And there's no reason why Leandro Trossard can't be a good addition to this side for the next three seasons. OK, but the, the other thing you've got to think about here is, is the money. OK, the monetary value of this player. Had Leandro Trossard and Brighton not had this falling out, he would be going for a lot more money. They'd have demanded a lot more money for him. But obviously, this situation is ongoing. Obviously, his contract situation with Brighton is not ideal from the club's perspective. So currently, his deal expires on June the 30th, 2024. So he's got around about uh, a year and a half remaining on his current deal. But from what I'm told and, and from what I've read, and, and Kaya Kainak has backed this up as well uh, with a, a tweet a little while ago. I'll just bring it up on my screen so I make sure I'm not misquoting anybody. But uh, what he said was it's worth noting that Brighton do have the option to extend Trossard's deal by a further year. Therefore, it isn't as simple as saying, well, his contract ends in June 2024, so we should be getting him dirt cheap. You know, the reason those options are in there is to protect clubs like Brighton in the event that a situation like this arises. And 
you know, the falling out has happened. Roberto De Zerbi's happy to move him on. The club are happy to move him on as long as they get what they feel is a reasonable amount of money for him. And and Arsenal were there and Arsenal were uh, trying to make this deal happen. Now, Fabrizio Romano came out this morning and said that this was a thing, that Arsenal were in, in talks with Brighton. He said that they were advanced talks. And then a couple of other journalists came out and said it's not as advanced as, as maybe some people are suggesting. Uh, suggesting, sorry, but the talks are ongoing. And then Fabrizio Romano followed that up yet again with another tweet, which I will just uh, bring up again. Don't want to misquote anyone in which he says, uh, where is it? More on the Trossard deal. I've been told that talks are very advanced as Arsenal are prepared to close the deal in the next hours. This is not in the early stages. It's progressing fast over a permanent move. He says a full agreement has been reached on personal terms, and it will be a long-term contract for Leandro Trossard. That bit, the long-term contract bit, that might be a bit of a red flag for people. But sometimes you have to overcommit a little bit to convince the player that this is the place for them. Now, we know Spurs have shown an interest in Trossard in this window as well. Why would anybody pick them over us at the moment? I don't know. But we also know that their bid of around about £12 million was laughed off by Brighton and Hove Albion. So that tells me that we're going to have to go further. That tells me that we're probably going to be looking for, I'd say 20, I'd say about 25 million is is what I expect us to pay. Will we probably pay more than that? Maybe. Uh, and if we paid four or five million over that, am I going to lose my mind? No, I'm not. If that's what it takes to get the deal done. The thing is with Leandro Trossar, right, is that you might not see him as your number one choice and you might not think that he is a, a long-term investment. But what I would say is look at the position we find ourselves in. Look at the opportunity that we have to go on and achieve what at the start of the season was believed to be impossible. Look at the opportunity that we have. We're not talking about taking Saka out of the starting eleven. We're not talking about taking Martinelli out of the starting eleven. We're not even talking about potentially blocking the path of the returning Emil Smith-Rowe. What we're asking for is a bit of depth and a bit of additional cover in those wide positions. And, and Leandro Chossar, for me, could play anywhere across that front line, even as a false nine, if you really needed him to. He's done that before. So an investment in Leandro Chossar, to me, feels a sensible one for a number of reasons. A, in today's market, to get somebody like him for 25 to 30 million pounds with his track record is, is probably viewed as good and decent business. B, um, we can take advantage of the situation uh, that he finds himself in with his current employers. And we know that they want to get rid. We know that he wants to go. We know that there's a willingness on those sides of it to do a deal as well. So we need to try and take advantage of that. We also know uh, that Leandro Trossard is not somebody that's coming from abroad, who's never played in the Premier League, who doesn't understand the nature of the game, the intensity of the game, who is wet behind the ears, who needs five, six months to adapt to his surroundings. This is a guy who's been there, done it in the Premier League and will be ready to come in and impact us straight away. And that is what we need. That is what we need. This is a, a better option than spending a hundred million euros on an unproven talent at this moment in time for Arsenal, given their current circumstances, given where Arsenal are at. I've heard suggestions of Wilfred Zaha today. I've heard people talking about Moussa Diaby of Bayer Leverkusen. And maybe we'll touch on those two players a little bit later on in today's show. But for me, this makes sense. For me, this is something that helps us 
today. And that's what it's about with Arsenal now. If you want future prospects, we've got loads of them. Saka, look at his age. Look at Martinelli's age. Look at Emil Smith-Rowe's age. Look at Martin Odegaard's age. We just bought Marquinhos in the summer with a view to him developing and progressing and kicking on. We've got Reese Nelson at the football club, who, you know, a lot of us hope will kick on now. When it comes to future prospects, we've got plenty of them. That's not what we're after. We're after depth and we're after players that can come in and can help us in our title push. And Leandro Trossard, for me, ticks those boxes. Leandro Trossard, for me, is a player that I've admired for a while. Is it a little bit outside of the box in terms of what Arsenal normally do or what Arsenal have shown themselves to be doing, um, you know, in uh, in recent years? Yeah, Probably. But there's a lot of positives to this deal. The price will be reasonable in today's market. The The quality of the player is very high. He's got Premier League experience. So that shouldn't be too much of an issue. Of course, he's going to need to adapt to the way Arsenal play. Of course, he's going to need to adapt to Mikel Arteta's style and system, etc., etc. He'll be desperate to come to a bigger club and, and, and you know, prove himself. I think that this is... Um, I think this is a, the more I think about this, the more I sort of break down the pros and cons, the more I think this is a decent bit of business and a bit of business that could make the difference for us, you know, in that attacking third. He's a player as well that has incredible versatility. And I think that's important. And I'm not talking about versatility as in, I want to see him play, uh, you know, as a, as a left back or as a, a right back or any nonsense like that. But he can play from the left wing. He can play from the right wing. You know, he can play in an attacking midfield position. He can play just off of a striker. He's done all of those things um, on a number of occasions and well enough for us to look at that versatility and see it as a real positive. Uh, going to take this super chat uh, from our good friend Syed and then we're going to take some of your comments and thoughts on the Leandro Trossard deal. So get involved in the live chat box. But if I could just ask before we do that, uh, there are over 1,000 of you with me live right now, which is incredible. It's 11 o'clock on a Thursday morning. Um, brilliant to see. Thank you so, so much uh, for joining me. Please do leave a like on the video. My target by the end of this video is to get 500 likes on the board, and that should be achievable given how many of you are with us now. So please smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Check out the Another Slice uh, platform as well, where you can access all of our premium content. Right, let's get your thoughts on this then. Leandro Trossard to Arsenal. A deal is moving closer. Uh, Said says he'll be a good addition to the Arsenal squad. He has 10 goals and assists in 17 games this season for Brighton. This guy is absolutely Premier League proven and will prove an excellent addition to the Arsenal squad. Derek Syme says, will he want to be sitting on the bench? Look, when you move from a club like Brighton, with all due respect to Brighton, when you move up a level to a club like Arsenal, you have to accept that you're not going to play every single week or you might not be a shoo-in into the starting eleven every single week. That goes for any player that joins any big football club. I think we've got enough games between um, you know now and the end of the season. Remember, the Europa League is to return. Uh, he isn't European Cup tied because Brighton have not participated in any European competition, which is another thing you can put in the positive column. Um, you know, we're in the FA Cup still. So there is a lot of opportunity for him, you know, and, and there will be a lot of opportunity for him to play. And, and for Arsenal to be able to rotate as well and for Arsenal to be able to turn to the bench and, and try and influence games. I remember in the Newcastle game, one of the big takeaways from me after that fixture was 
the fact that it was nil-nil, the fact that we were struggling to break them down, the fact that Mikel Arteta always wants to win every game and will have wanted to win that game, turned to his bench and thought, I don't really believe that I have a strong enough option uh, or a strong enough player to to almost sacrifice one of the ones I've got on the pitch for and make that change. He, he didn't want to do that, but that might be different when he looks at somebody like Leandro Trossard, who in terms of his development is way ahead of Marquinhos, is way ahead of even Fabio Vieira, you could say, who's way ahead of, uh, you know, Reese Nelson, even when he returns. So I think this is a really, really good, smart piece of business. Wow. Uh, over 1,200 of you with me now. Please do uh, smash the likes uh, while you're waiting. Keep your comments coming. Going to get through as many of them as I possibly can. Uh, Com Dean says, with the incoming Trossard, can you see us moving forward for Nonto in the summer? I would love him at Arsenal. The Leeds man attracting a lot of attention. Scored a couple of goals last night. Scored an excellent goal uh, last night for, for Leeds. I mean, look, that's one for the future. That would be one that would be, a, I think, I believe, a much bigger investment. That would be one that would be with a view to the future. Leandro Trossa is someone you're looking at in the short to midterm. Um, and and I think the price that Arsenal will be willing to pay for him will, you know, will will represent that, will highlight that, will will sort of be in line with that. I think if you think that we were willing to go up to a deal that was worth, you know, 70 odd million for, for Mudrick, that was as far as Arsenal would go. Um, you know, that was obviously with the longer term in in, in view as well. Whereas Arsenal won't go mad on Trossard. You know, they won't. You know, 30, 35 maybe is, is I think, the absolute maximum they will go to. But if Arsenal go on and win the Premier League, if Arsenal go on and win the Europa League, if Arsenal secure Champions League football at the bare minimum, that investment would have been worthwhile. So, um, yeah, let's see. Uh, we're going to talk about the midfield situation in a little bit, uh, just uh, briefly because there's obviously some news regarding El Neni and an injury as well. Uh, so we'll do that in a little bit. Let me just continue to take some of you guys' uh, reaction uh, from uh, from this Trossard news. Uh, Joshua says, uh, I think Trossard slightly reminds me of Alexis Sanchez. I hope he can sign for us. I don't think he's in, in the level of Alexis Sanchez or, or at that uh, you know, point that Sanchez was in terms of his ability to essentially win games on his own. But I know what you mean in terms of the player, you know, receives the ball on the left-hand side, always wants to cut in, always wants to make things happen, not afraid to to take shots, not afraid to try uh, and play the killer pass, not afraid to express himself on a football pitch, but also can be quite robust and also can be quite uh, dynamic and, and quite hardworking. So I understand where you're going with that. Um, Let's see what else we've got. Uh, Derek says, if we wanted to buy a player from Brighton, why not buy Karu Mitoma? I think he's better. Goes back to what I was saying before, mate. It's about the opportunities that present themselves. Okay, what are the chances of you getting Karu Mitoma out of Brighton in this window? They're minimal. They are absolutely minimal. Uh, whereas the Leandro Trossard situation has presented us with an opportunity to go and pick a player that, yeah, listen, Mitoma's great and, and he's on an upward trajectory. He hasn't been doing it for as long as Leandro Trossard has been doing it in the Premier League. So Trossard is still the more proven of the two. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Let's see where we go. A uh, big hello to Sam, who says, hope you're well, H. Uh, Leandro is the perfect stopgap 
with all the young stars we have, cheap, versatile, and can easily deliver four to six goals to make the difference. Completely agree. Uh, David says, watching from Melbourne, Australia, Arteta will get a lot out of Trossard. I could even see him coming on as an early sub for Eddie, and then it's up to him from there. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Yoan Wilkinson makes a great point. Trossard won't care about being a squad player if he has a Premier League winner's medal in May. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Sam also adds that Trossard scored against every top six side in the Premier League. He steps up for the big games. Yeah, and, and you need that, don't you? You need that. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, just quickly off topic, but I've got to touch on this. Uh, Mel says, Michael Elise, Arsenal legend. What a free kick. It's a really positive result for us that last night, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, guest uh, 2181 says, I'm not mad at this. However, I don't understand the obsession with signing a left winger when we need a right winger more. However, if we were willing to spend 95 million on Mudrick, this leaves money available for a midfielder. That's the perfect segue uh, to the next bit that I want to discuss. I am a little bit pushed for time today because uh, it is, as some of you will have seen on social media, it is my little boy's birthday today, uh, four years old, um, four years. Where has that gone? I can't believe it. Um, four years since I had a, a day of peace, basically. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, I'm 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 really proud of him and, and delighted that he's his birthday today and we get to celebrate. But after this show, I'm going to go and pick him up uh, from school and I'm going to take him out uh, for the rest of the day. Uh, so unless anything major happens, you won't be hearing from me again today. If something major happens, then after he goes to bed, we might jump on and do another show. Uh, but yeah, l listen, this is a the Arsenal world never stops. Sometimes you've got to take a pause and a break for for those around you as well. And, and I'm going to certainly be doing that this afternoon. Um, but I'll be doing that in the knowledge that Arsenal are working hard to try and bring in uh, uh, additions, basically, to help us and to help us push forward. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a great segue into the midfielder discussion. Does it mean now that we do have money available to sign midfielders or a midfielder? I hope so, uh, because we've heard some news, haven't we? over the last sort of 24 hours, although there's not been an awful lot of context uh, around this, and although there's not been an awful lot of further information, but it does appear that Mohamed Elneny has picked up a knee injury. Now, how long that will keep him sidelined for remains to be seen, but we are short in that position, even with Mohamed Elneny. You'd argue that Mohamed Elneny is not even um, at the level that we need. I think he's okay defensively. I trust him in that sense, uh, but I don't trust him uh, to play you know, the, the, the more advanced passes. I don't trust him to give us that sort of rounded performance in that deep line midfield position that, um, you know, that somebody like Thomas Partey can. So if there is still money available, go out and look at a midfield option. We'll put together some options uh, and we'll come up with some for a show and for a discussion in the next few days. Um, I wanted to do that yesterday, but I've done sort of half of the work for it, but I haven't, I just haven't been feeling well. So I decided against doing a show yesterday, but that's something that we can talk about. We can add midfielders along to the list of potential wingers, which you know we might not even need to discuss now if this deal is as advanced as some people are suggesting. But yeah, uh, for those of you joining us late on the live stream, uh, breaking news as reported first by Fabrizio Romano and then by a number of others. Uh, Arsenal are in advanced talks to sign Leandro Trossard from Brighton. OK, uh, let's take a few um, 
of your questions before I bid you uh, farewell. Uh, let's take this one from James, who says, uh, good morning, Harry. New to the channel. Welcome, mate. Welcome. He says, always love hearing more opinions on any matter pertaining to Arsenal. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Great to have you. And uh, thanks for joining. Uh, he says, if you had the choice between Rice for 100 million or Milinkovic-Savic for 50 million, which one? Ho, ho, ho. Um, I prefer, I think Milinkovic-Savic is better than Rice. Maybe an unpopular opinion. I think he's a more well-rounded midfielder, but he is 27. Um, you know, and, and again, it depends what you're looking for. Declan Rice is 24. So if you're looking for the longer term investment, then, you know, and again, that's reflected in the two prices that you've quoted, right? You've said 100 for Rice because that would be a more long-term signing and, and 50 for Milinkovic-Savic. I think sometimes you can become too obsessed with building for the future. You should build for the future. And when you operate in the way that Arsenal do, the only way that success can be su sustainable is by planning well and in advance and, and being smart in the transfer market. But you can almost become too obsessed with planning for tomorrow and let today pass you by. And I think that that's something that Arsenal can't really afford to do. So I talk about the opportunity that we have this season to go and achieve, uh, go on and achieve what was unthinkable at the start of the campaign we can't afford to let that opportunity pass us by. And if £30 million to bring in somebody like Leandro Trossard, which will help us just push that little bit further, results in us winning the Premier League, everybody will say it was well worth it. So I think that's that's kind of my motto today. It's it's um, don't let today pass you by by being obsessed with tomorrow. I think that's, um, I think that's really important. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Com Dean uh, with another very kind donation and super chat. Thank you so, so much, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, he says, Chelsea, Liverpool and a mystery club are all in for Caicedo. Could we be that mystery club? I don't think Brighton let Caicedo go in this window. Um, you know, maybe that's one for the summer. If Arsenal did go on and win the Premier League, you know, qualify for the Champions League, which we feel is a, a bit of a minimum now, a minimum expectation, certainly, then why can't we be in the race for some of these players? You know, people will look at the club and say, look how well run it is. Look how successful they've been. Look how far they've come in a short amount of time. Look how well Mikel Arteta's done. Look at some of the talents that they have at their disposal. All of a sudden, we've become a much more exciting prospect and exciting, uh, a, a much bigger appeal, I should say, uh, to some of those players. So going on and doubling down and achieving what we think we can or might be able to achieve this season could be key and positions us in the summer transfer window in a much stronger place than we've been for years and also, not just when you want to buy players, but when you want to sell players as well. Because if you're the Premier League champions and you're going to sell someone, you can demand a little bit more. Look at Manchester City. If you're a side that's struggling and has a load of players within the group that nobody believes are going to take you to the level that you want to get to, then all of a sudden their value nosedives. So, yeah, um, achievements on the pitch can put you in an obviously much stronger position off of it as well. Not just financially, but in terms of your status, in terms of your appeal. Uh, to potential suitors and um, yeah, interesting stuff. Comdine, thank you so, so much. Uh, Billy says, well, Harry, I'll be positive today. Happy birthday to your boy. I think Trossard, thank you, mate, for that. I think Trossard is a great signing. Premier League signings have been awesome for us. Trossard has seven goals, one less than Rashford. Yep, really, really great point. Uh, big thank you to James as well for your very kind donation, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, it all helps. So um, thank you so, so much. Um, 
James also says, brilliant. Uh, cheers. Another question, though. Is it stupid for me as an American from Indiana to say cheers? Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's a very British thing, isn't it? Um, do you know what? I never even really used to say it much. And now I find myself saying it all the time. It's one of those things that's just rubbed off on me. But yeah, no, it's absolutely fine. You say what you want to say, mate. Uh, great to um, great to uh, see you in the live chat. Uh, big hello to Jasha, who says, Morning, Harry. Uh, do you think the focus on a left-sided player is to free up Martinelli to be a central option? I don't think the focus is massively on just a left-sided player. I think the focus is on a versatile attacker. And yes, Leandro Trossard has played on the left predominantly for Brighton, but that's not to say he can't play left or right or centrally. I think he can do all of those things. I think it's just coincidence, if I'm honest, that the players that we've been linked with, the players that Arsenal have identified as good options are, you know, left-sided predominantly in terms of where they've played previously. But I don't really see that as too much of an issue, if I'm being honest. Um I wanted to get to 500 likes. We're just shy of 400. There's now 1,500 of you with us live right now. Come on, let's push that up. Let's get up to um, to the 500 mark ASAP. It would mean the absolute world to me. So thank you uh, in advance uh, for your cooperation there, shall we say. Uh, what else? Um, what else have we got? Uh, Claude raises some concerns about... Leandro Chossard's disciplinary, I mean, or, or discipline. I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about what's happened at Brighton recently, the falling out with Roberto De Zerbi. I said to you guys on the, the show that we did, not yesterday, but the day before when we were talking Declan Rice and we also talked Leandro Chossard as well. There was one line that I remember putting in the podcast. I don't know if you guys remember it, where I said, the manager's side is that he's shown a lack of discipline. The player's side is that he's been, you know, treated unfairly. And I said to you guys in that show that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of that. And I think that's the case for most cases. I think that's the case with Aubameyang, for example. I'm not saying that what Aubameyang did was right. And I was very critical of him at the time. And I still stand by that. But do I just take one side of the story and, and never even consider that there's a second side of the story and that the truth might be, as I say, somewhere in the middle of that. So I think we've got to be careful um, in that. I think anybody that Arsenal signed now will have spoken to Mikel Arteta. Anybody that Arsenal signed will have been almost sounded out as, as a character and as a person, just as much as they are as a footballer. I really do believe that that is something that we've seen implemented at the club over the last uh, couple of years. So if Arsenal had any major concerns about this, then obviously they wouldn't make the move. And at some point, you know, players like Leandro Trossard will want to move on. And at some point, they're going to feel like their time has come. They've paid their dues. They'll feel like the only way they're going to get that move and get that move at a price that appeals to the type of club that they then want to join is by forcing issues. And sometimes that happens in football. Cesc Fabregas, you remember Cesc Fabregas's departure from Arsenal? He forced that. Because he wanted the move. That's what he felt was the, the best step in his career, the next step in his career. We were all annoyed by it at the time, and rightly so, as fans of the football club. But look at what he went on to achieve. You can't begrudge him making that move because he went on and achieved all the things that he wanted. I don't ever remember Barcelona complaining about Cesc Fabregas' attitude. 
just because of what happened at Arsenal. I don't even remember Chelsea having an issue with him as well when he eventually ended up there. Sometimes players will look at their careers and they'll think, my God, my career is short. I need to make this move sooner rather than later. When Harry Kane was talking last summer, for example, about needing to go or potentially being open to a move away from Spurs, etc., etc. Um, you know, that was because he, not because he doesn't respect Spurs, not because he doesn't love the club, not because he hates the fans, not because he's going to down tools. I mean, look how many goals he scored at the start of this Premier League season. It's because sometimes these players will get that moment where they go, shit, man, my career is short and I need to make the most of it. And I'm not making the most of it here. And if the only way I'm going to get a move is to force it to a degree or to at least apply pressure on the situation, then that's what a lot of them will do. It's not uncommon in football and it shouldn't be something that puts you off of people completely. Look, we're 10 likes away from that 500 target. So please do leave a like on the video. Just a quick uh, reminder before uh, I bid you guys farewell. Uh, if you are interested in more content, are you enjoying the Chronicles of Aguna content festival? If you are, do you want more? If the answer to that question is yes, then go over to another slice.com forward slash Chronicles of Aguna. You'll see the link in the description below. Uh, create an account on the platform, log in with your account, sign up and become a member to the Chronicles of Aguna. You'll then get access to our premium content via the Another Slice platform. You can download the app, log into the app, and you'll have it all at your fingertips on your phone if that's how you prefer to consume it. Uh, but also, if you want to plug that RSS feed, which is only for the premium content. So you only have access to that if you're another Slice member. You can plug it into Apple Podcasts or, or whatever podcast app it is that you prefer to use. Your support over there is so, so appreciated because it means that as a as a broadcaster, as, as someone who you know does work for multiple people at the moment, it means that the more support I get on the Chronicles, the more of my time I can spend on the Chronicles, rather than doing other things. And and I'll be honest with you, I love doing other things. I love some of the opportunities I've had. I'm so, so grateful for them. Uh, it's amazing uh, to be able to do this as a career. But if I had a choice, if it was viable for me, I would literally only do this and I'd make this bigger and I'd make that better. And every person that supports us on the Another Slice platform takes us a step closer to that and and, and a step closer to a place where, we can literally do this all day, every day. And that would be amazing, wouldn't it? So, um, yeah, check it out. And thank you in advance uh, for your loyal support as always. Right. I'm going to bid you all a farewell. I'm going to say goodbye. Um, need to get ready. Go pick up the little man. Finishes at 12 o'clock today. Uh, and off we go. Um, see what we're going to do to occupy him. Bit of father and son time. It's needed sometimes, isn't it? I'll catch you all soon. Until next time. Uh, see you later. And uh, hopefully the next time we speak, we'll be talking about a done deal with regards to Leandro Trossard, who is seemingly on his way to Arsenal. Catch you all soon. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. <laughs>